Hey everyone, welcome to a special episode of Not Another. You are just getting me for about 30-ish minutes. Um, this is going to be like a cute new thing when something really big and major comes up in culture where I'm going to give you a special episode. This is a special real-time drama update episode where I can break down the thing that is big right now. And there is only one thing that every single person is talking about. And it's a little worrisome, darling. Okay? You see what I did? That was good. That was a good one. Um, Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Don't Worry Darling drama. I'm recording this as of September 6th, uh, which is the day after the Venice Film Festival premiere of Don't Worry Darling. Um, So we're going to break down everything from the moment that this film was announced to yesterday's Spitgate, um, Miss Flo, everything that you have questions to, I'm hopefully going to be able to provide an answer for. And if not, you can come to our Instagram, not another podcast, and I can break down even more questions for you because I've been engulfed in this since the moment that they announced that Harry was going to be cast, which if I could go back in time. Okay, so we're going to break it down. Not a long intro today. Let's just get started because we have so much ground to cover and not a lot of time to cover it in. So this project, Olivia Wilde's follow-up to her wildly successful directorial debut, Booksmart, gets announced April 2020. And it's announced that Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, Shia LaBeouf, Gemma Chan, and Olivia Wilde will be starring. And at this point, Florence is posting about how excited she is to get started. She loves Olivia. She loved Booksmart. She can't wait to get moving on this project. She is thrilled. Olivia is also thrilled. She's so excited to be working with everybody. The cast is stacked. It looks like it's going to be a really solid project. Then we jump to September of 2020, where Shia LaBeouf is leaving the project due to scheduling conflicts, and Harry Styles is replacing. Florence is still excited about this. She posts on her story, I remember it so viscerally. She posts, can't wait to get started work with you, at Harry Styles. Olivia posts on her Instagram story, we have found our new Jack. We can't wait to get started. This is going to be an amazing thing, blah, blah, blah. Harry, who is very tight-lipped majority of the time, I'm pretty sure that his team posts something about it. All the spirits are good right now. So they start filming in October, and by November of 2020, Olivia Wilde states that her and her fiancé of seven years, Jason Sudeikis, have separated. They have been separated since the beginning of 2020. They have two children together and they're co-parenting. By December of 2020, we get reports that singer-songwriter FKA Twigs and Carolyn Foe, two of Shia LaBeouf's ex-romantic partners, have filed a lawsuit against him, citing relentless abuse and sexual battery. If you would like to look into that a little bit more, FKA Twigs had posted tweets about it and there is a report about it in the New York Times. I'm not going to get into it too much, only because it is not really my story to share, but it is very available to you. At first, Shia LaBeouf denied all of the allegations at that time, but down the road, he does admit that he hurt these women. About a week after the lawsuit, we get a statement from Variety stating that Shia was actually withdrawn from the set and removed and fired due to, and I quote, poor behavior. His style clashed with the cast and crew, including Wilde, who ultimately fired him. So right now, end of 2020, Shia has been fired by Olivia due to erratic behavior and an uncomfortable energy on set, a very combative energy. She wanted to make her set safe, and she has a, quote, zero assholes policy. So we jump to the next month, January 2021, 
where Harry and Olivia are spotted for the first time as a potential romantic couple. They are at a wedding together, the wedding of Jeff Azoff, who's Harry's manager, and his fiance, Glenn. There are reports stating that on the set, there was a lot of flirtation. It was very obvious that they were starting a romantic relationship. We don't have a specific date of when these sources state, but apparently they were visiting each other's trailers all the time, and there was a lot of on-set flirting, and it started to create a lot of buzz for the movie, which was great for everyone. People were starting to think that was unprofessional. I digress. In February, Olivia also re-kind of visited the no asshole policy. As an actress, she noticed that there was like a hierarchy on set and that she wanted to abolish that. And that she was like, it serves no one. Everybody should be equally as important. And everybody should be learning everything. She just wants it to be a very open environment and not make anybody anxious or uncomfortable. Okay, so Don't Worry Darling wraps in February of 2021. And Olivia shares a photo on Instagram praising Harry's performance, stating that not only did he relish the opportunity to allow the brilliant at Florence Pugh to hold center stage as our Alice, but he infused every scene with a nuanced sense of humanity. He didn't have to join our circus, but he jumped on board with humility and grace and blew us away every day with his talent, warmth, and ability to drive backwards. And I don't think Florence interacts with it whatsoever. I'm pretty sure she made a post for Florence as well. Cut to July of 2021 and the couple rumors are in full swing because Harry and Olivia are spotted in a yacht in Italy. They are kissing, they're dancing together, they're swimming together, they're touching each other, they're laying out in the sun together. You've seen the pictures, he's in little short shorts, he's in a bikini. They look happy seemingly they're lovey-dovey they're loved up they are blissed out why wouldn't you be if you're young beautiful rich on a yacht in italy not having to worry about much and this is just the start of quote-unquote love on tour which i'm gonna call harry's tour and i'm gonna call what their romance was this entire year love on tour a couple weeks later jason sudeikis olivia's ex releases a statement in his GQ article saying that he doesn't really understand what happened with them and Olivia moving on with Harry doesn't really make sense to him. I'll have a better understanding of why in a year and an even better one in two and an even greater one in five and it'll go from being, you know, a book of my life to just becoming a chapter to a paragraph to a line to a word to a doodle. So basically he's unaware of how this came about and he's a little bit confused on the timelines as well as we all are. But nevertheless, that was his take on the Styles Wild love on tour so far. So then we jump to October of 2021 is where the Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis custody battle kind of begins. He files to bring her to court and that's all we hear about it until 2022. Just giving you that update. I, I really hope that you guys can like make a timeline. I feel bad that there's so much that goes into this, but you guys wanted to know all the tea. So I'm giving you all the tea. Okay, so end of 2021, Olivia Wilde gets a Vogue cover, which is fine. She looks great on the cover. People are assuming that part of it has to do with the fact that she's now dating the most famous person in the world because that's really what the pull of this movie is at this point. It's the drama. We're already at the point now where the drama is what's driving the interest in this. And the romance is what's driving the interest in this. When Olivia discusses the film, she talks about how this movie is mainly about female pleasure. I just want to, I want to preface this. In the teaser of the movie, it shows a very quick scene. Harry's character, Jack, going down on Florence Pugh's character, Alice, on a kitchen table. So that's kind of why she's bringing up female pleasure and female orgasm and female sex etc. Here's a quote. I kept saying, why isn't there any good sex in film anymore? She explained, adding that one of her goals was for the audience to realize how rarely they see female hunger and specifically this type of female pleasure. 
She also reveals that Styles was originally one of her first choices for the role of Jack before Shia LaBeouf was initially cast, stating that she wanted him the whole time. For the movie, that is. <laughs> so April of 2022, about four months after her cover, she is promoting Don't Worry Darling on stage at CinemaCon in Las Vegas. She's wearing this blue suit, very akin to what Harry would wear. At this point, Olivia and Harry are sharing a lot of team members. She is using his stylist. She's using his photographer. There's, there's a lot of shared blood in this at this point. They're kind of like becoming an entity, if you will. She's wearing a necklace that looks very similar to his cross necklace. A lot of rings. It's just, it's very the Harry print. And she's been on tour with Harry for the past few months at this point. He was doing his live on tour throughout the United States, throughout the year of 2021 in general. Olivia's been spotted in multiple shows, dancing, kind of jumping around, being very supportive. But people are kind of wondering when she's gonna see her family, like where her kids are, because her kids are not at any of the shows. She's on the Love on Tour tour. So April of 2022, we get CinemaCon in Las Vegas. There's somebody in the front row who stands up and presents her with a manila folder. She asks, oh, what's this? Oh, it's a secret? Okay, I can keep a secret. And opens it, gets very tight-lipped for a second, composes herself, and continues the pitch. We now learn that that was a process server serving her custody papers from her ex, Jason Sudeikis. And a lot of people were very divided about that. Some people were saying it was very unprofessional for her to be served in that way, and that it was humiliating and it was purposeful. And there are some people that said it's not up to Jason Sudeikis when a process server serves someone. It is at the discretion of the company that's serving them. That's up to you guys to decide. But honestly, you know, I think it kind of sucks. I feel like they probably could have got her backstage and not had to make a public spectacle of it. But in the spirit of don't worry, darling, everything is on display. So we are now at a place where Florence has been pretty tight-lipped about everything don't worry darling when she when they wrapped filming she thanked the crew she thanked some specific people on set and that was it there was no mention of Olivia there was no mention of Harry there was no mention of anybody else it was just the crew and the team at this point people are starting to sense that there might be a little bit of drama and a little bit of tension between Florence and Olivia and so Olivia, doing some little bit of like subliminal damage control, takes to Instagram and praises Florence. She says, watching this woman work was such a fucking thrill. Cannot wait to show you more. And it shows uh, her watching the monitor of Florence acting. And Florence does not interact with it in any way. We don't get a like, a share, a comment, none of it. So by the time the feud is becoming a little bit more apparent, considering... There is no uh, interaction with this praise fest. It's kind of like a love bomb, you know? And Florence is having no part of it. It's picking up. People are really thinking, you know, there's drama, there's tension, there's things we don't know behind the scenes. And Olivia is trying really hard to keep it under wraps. At this point, there are also rumors that Harry was paid about three times more than Florence was for this film. And we don't have any validity to that. Nobody's commented on it. It is just a rumor that's going around. It is addressed in a little bit. So then we cut to August. Two things happen in August. Florence has an interview with Harper's Bazaar where she states that one, her and her long-term boyfriend, Zach Braff of Scrubs, have broken up. And two, that she is uncomfortable with the way that Don't Worry Darling is being promoted. It says, quote, when it's reduced to your sex scenes or to watch the most famous man in the world go down on someone, it's not why we do it. It's not why I'm in this industry. 
Obviously, the nature of hiring the most famous pop star in the world, you're going to have conversations like that. That's just not what I'm going to be discussing because this movie is bigger and better than that and the people who made it are bigger and better than that. So Florence is not thrilled with the way that Olivia is marketing this movie, kind of really pushing on the female orgasm of it all. Just, she thinks it's kind of cheap. I think that she thinks that it's diminishing the value of the film exclusively to make sure the tickets sell. And I don't blame her, honestly. She's a she's too good to be dealing with that. And then we have the following week, August 24th, 2022. Olivia takes part in a large feature with Variety. She tries to nail the coffin shut on a bunch of these rumors because it's there's too many flying around at this point. The first one is that the feud with Florence is non-existent, according to her. Tabloid media is a tool to pit women against each other and to shame them. And she calls Florence the most exciting young actress working today. So she's really trying to make it seem that everything is fine and that people just really love to create tension between women. She then addresses the rumor about Harry being paid three times more than Florence and calls it clickbait, stating, there's been a lot out there that I largely don't pay attention to, but the absurdity of invented clickbait and subsequent reaction regarding a non-existent pay disparity between our lead and our supporting actors really upset me. That's the second thing that she addresses, that it's not real. There was no giant wage gap between the two of them. I don't know the validity to this either, considering what we learn next really kind of creates an unreliable narrator out of Olivia. The following thing that we learn is that she fired Shia LaBeouf. That is what she's telling us. She said, quote, his process was not conductive to the ethos that I demand in my productions. He has a process that, in some ways, seems to require a combative energy, and I personally don't believe that that is conductive to the best performances. I believe that creating a safe, trusting environment is the best way to get people to do their best work. Ultimately, my responsibility is to the production and to the cast to protect them. That was my job. So basically, Olivia is stating that she removed Shia so that she could create a safer space on her set, keep her cast safe, and not create any tension for anybody on set. That's what we are told to believe until two days later when Shia LaBeouf decides to come back with a bombshell. August 26, 2022, Shia LaBeouf immediately disputes Wilde's claim that he was fired from the project and then states that he quit the project on his own accord because of a lack of rehearsal time. Not only is he now disputing it, he comes with receipts. Shia provides message proof from Olivia after he told her that he was no longer going to be able to fulfill his obligation with Don't Worry Darling, Olivia states, Thanks for letting me in on your thought process. I know that isn't fun. Doesn't feel good to say no to someone, and I respect your honesty. I'm honored you were willing to go there with me for me to tell a story with you. I'm gutted because it could have been something really special. I want to make clear how much it means to me that you trust me. That's a gift I'll take with me. Then... <laughs> Oh, is a piece of shit. Okay, I, I really want to address this right now. So I don't want you guys to think that like the levity in my voice has anything to do with how I feel about him. He's a woman abuser and he's a piece of shit. And he's, I don't think that he should be getting a redemption arc just because he did this. But this really did crack everything wide open for everyone. He then proceeds to release a video that Olivia sent him about two days after that text conversation happened. On August 19th, 2020, to, just to be exact. So we have an exact date of when this video was sent. You can find the video online. You can find it on Twitter in like two seconds if you just search Olivia Wilde, Shia LaBeouf video. But what she states, and I'll give you a quote because I don't want to misquote this at all. She says, I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet. 
I too am heartbroken and I want to figure this out. You know, I think this might be a bit of a wake up call for Miss Flo and I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me, with us. So essentially she's begging Shia to come back, stating that him leaving could be something that like might shake Florence into being okay with him being on set. So now Olivia is painting the narrative to Shia that Florence is not comfortable with him is kind of what she's insinuating, which is not true and fair. That's just the energy that I'm getting from the way that she spoke in this video. It was very vile, to be honest. I really hated the way that she said Miss Flo. I thought that that was really disrespectful and fucked up. We also got, which I haven't seen a lot about this, so I don't know the validity to this, but there's a thread of text messages between Florence and Shia that state essentially he might not be doing it anymore. She's been venting to him about the shoot, XYZ, there's photo evidence of her and her dog um, in these texts. And then we get to a text where Shia made it known to Florence that he was told that people were worried about Florence's safety around Shia. And Florence says, and I quote, Eek, that's sad. Where did you get me being scared of you from? Don't be silly. I'm sorry that you feel that way. If I may be so bold, that I think it is in your own head, which I'm sure isn't a nice feeling. Of course, we can always do more talking. I reckon it's always been more of a case of waiting to see what happens with Corona, especially with the constant change of dates. Thanks for the update. Give me a date and let's speak soon. On the same day that he tells Olivia he's backing out, he says to Florence as well, who in this screenshot, there is a screenshot of her with a not accepted FaceTime call from Shia or to Shia. So it's a picture of Florence's face. He says, Phone died, forgive me. Seems we have bigger problems than dates. I will back out in the morning. Every blessing. So he's making it known that he and uh, Florence have had correspondence that does not align with the story that Olivia is telling. I don't know if everybody knows about this, but I found these texts and it's, it's out there. So Shia also writes an email to Wild asking her to set the record straight about whether he was fired or not. He said, I know that you're beginning your press run for Don't Worry Darling and that news of my firing is attractive clickbait as I am still a persona non grata and may remain as such for the rest of my life. But speaking of my daughter, I often think about the news article she will read when she's literate. And though I owe and will owe for the rest of my life, I only owe for my actions. Firing me never took place, Olivia. And while I fully understand the attractiveness of pushing that story because of the current social landscape, the social currency that that brings, it is not the truth. So I am humbly asking as a person with an eye toward making things right that you correct the narrative as best you can. I hope none of this negatively affects you and that your film is successful in all the ways you want it to be. So at that point, Shia's like, I have to do this for myself. I'm sorry, you know that this is a lie and I'm gonna make sure that everybody else knows that this is not true. I'm not gonna stand for you lying about what happened. That's just not the case, no matter how easy of an out it seems. And then we jump to September. Olivia is the unreliable narrator. Florence wants nothing to do with this and at this point has probably seen the video of uh, Olivia calling her Miss Flo. And at this point, Harry starts his tour. He's doing stadium shows in the UK and Europe. And Olivia is at a majority of them. Olivia is at multiple dates. She is dancing with his family in the countryside with him. They are walking around different cities together. Fans have spotted them out on the streets. They're at dinners. They're at lunches. She is still very much love on tour energy until the Shia article comes out and she flies back to L.A. So she is now not on tour with Harry. Harry's been doing his residency Madison Square Garden shows for the past 10 days. And Olivia is noticeably absent, probably because she's doing damage control right now with her team, which is an important thing to do when you've been caught in a lie this big. She didn't really state anything. 
She hasn't said anything about the newest development yet. So now we jump to yesterday, the Don't Worry Darling Venice Film Festival premiere. We learn that Florence Pugh is not doing any press for this movie. She said, I'm busy. I am in, I am filming Dune 2. I am across the world. I do not want to be involved with this. The only press that Florence was slated to do was the panel at Venice Film Festival. And that was stated before the video came out and before Shia's bombshell. Now it's stated that she is no longer going to be taking part in the press conference and she will be arriving exclusively for the red carpet and for the premiere of the movie. So the press conference is Harry, Chris Pine, Gemma Chan, bless both of their souls, I'm so sorry they got into this shit, and Olivia Wilde, which is a awkward group the tension is very much there. Gemma and Chris are doing the best they can to just kind of like get through it. They have sat Harry and Olivia on opposite sides of the table. And in every photo, they are on opposite sides. They are never standing next to each other and they are never spotted talking to each other. So people are starting to assume now that Harry and Olivia have broken up. Harry being a universally loved darling for the most part, <laughs> darling, for the most part, I can see his team looking at her as bad news bears. And I don't know if his team is prepared for a world where people don't like Harry Styles because he's pretty unscathed. He made it through all of One Direction and made it to the majority of his solo career without major controversy other than wearing a dress and people assuming that he's queer baiting. Again, I'm not commenting on that. Point is, this is the first time that we've seen Harry in a real bind in the press. At the press conference, when Olivia is asked about the feud with her and Pew, she states, I can't say enough how honored I am to have her as our lead. She's amazing in the film, and as for all the endless tabloid gossip and all the noise out there, I mean, the internet feeds itself. I don't feel the need to contribute. I think it's sufficiently well-nourished. So she's not stating anything. And then another reporter asked a question about the Shia situation, and that was shut down by a moderator. And then Harry starts laughing, because Harry's a child. I love him, but he does not know how to conduct himself in this kind of a situation, in a high-tension situation. I remember very viscerally during One Direction, when Zayn left and they were asked questions, Harry would make jokes, and sometimes it's appropriate and sometimes it's not. And this is not the time, unfortunately. So <laughs> right after this press conference is let out, Florence posts on her Instagram that she has arrived. She said, I'm here. She brings her grandma. She's wearing this gorgeous matching Valentino set. And she is sipping her Aperol spritz. She's walking down a marina in a, with a little Aperol spritz in her matching purple set and her Valentino bag and her grandma. And she is smiling because at this point she's like, I am so fucking out of here. The second that this movie is over, I am done. I'm just going to enjoy this time with my grandma in Italy. Whatever. I don't care. While Olivia is out here sweating bullets doing damage control because she got caught in a big old lie and now she needs to pick up the pieces, Florence is living. She's living. She's living her best life. Her skin is glowing. Her grandma is happy that she's there. It's wonderful. We get to the premiere itself, right? Where Nick Kroll appears because he's in the film as well. Um, there's some other actor that comes. I don't know her name. Something Chandler. I don't know. Apparently there's drama with her too, but that we, nobody cares about that really. And... Florence's stylist posts a picture of her in the gondola headed to the premiere and captions it Miss Flo, which confirms that there is beef, there is drama, everything that Olivia has been trying to say this whole time is invalid and shut down with one Instagram caption. And all of the pictures, Florence looks sickening. Florence is wearing this gorgeous, gorgeous gown 
that is like flowing. She's wearing diamonds. She has old Hollywood hair. She looks beautiful. And she's walking this red carpet, does not interact with Olivia one time, does not look at Harry one time. She talks with the rest of the cast. They, uh, there's a group picture that is so awkward. It gives, I saw this on Twitter, it gives Fifth Harmony, which is the most disjointed girl group of all time. This is the most disconnected cast ever. She interacts with Chris. She interacts with Gemma. She interacts with that other woman. She interacts with Nick Kroll. It, everybody is good. Harry and Florence do not look at each other, do not interact. Olivia tries to make eye contact with Florence during the actual premiere itself. Florence has no part of it, does not reciprocate whatsoever. And in the group pictures, Harry, Olivia, and Florence are all separated by somebody else. There's always somebody in between. You can analyze that all you want, but essentially the the vibe is bad, okay? We get into the theater, and all the cast members are coming in, and there's a video. This is just fucking, at this point, it's like fucking ridiculous. Of Chris Pine clapping for Harry, and then all of a sudden, he looks at his hands, is bewildered by something, kind of, and like, just kind of like laughs it off, but in a way that's like unbelievable. You know what I mean? He's like, ugh, ridiculous. And people think that Harry spit on him. I don't think Harry spit on him, and if he did, I think it was an accident. I don't think Harry would do that. It just doesn't seem like in his character. Um, I don't think that he has anything against Chris Pine, nor do I think that there is any sort of beef there. I just think at this point, everything is overanalyzed when it comes to this cast because there is so much drama in it. And then Florence is, you know, she sits all the way on the end with Nick Kroll. When the movie's over, they get a four-minute or five-minute standing ovation. Everyone's clapping for each other, blah, blah, blah. Florence does not look at Olivia one time yet again and then leaves three minutes into the standing ovation, causing the rest of the cast to leave as well, which means she is done with Don't Worry Darling. And so are the rest of us before this movie's even come out. I am sorry that Florence ever had to get herself involved in this. She is too talented and too big of a star to be dealing with this petty bullshit. Harry, I love you so much, but if you don't separate yourself from Olivia, it's going to be bad. I think that Olivia has a lot of growing up to do. And I think that her being so loud and vocal about, you know, a zero assholes policy also needs to be applied to herself. Because if you're going to be talking about how male directors create a toxic environment on set, you cannot be doing the same thing behind everyone's backs. It's not fair, it's not smart, and it's unsafe. You are creating a standard. You are an example, whether you want to be or not. Whether you want to be highly scrutinized or not, when you put yourself in the arena, you are going to be looked at, and you need to be doing your best shit. You need to be respectful, you need to be kind, and you need to be honest with the people that you're working with which clearly you weren't from the get-go. I swear to God, this movie has exhausted me. I'm still gonna go fucking see it because I love mess. But this film has exhausted me and the entire public more than anything, I think. Everyone's like, I have no idea what this movie's even fucking about. This is the most talked about movie implosion ever. And I, for one, have lived for every minute of it. I really hope that this helps. I hope that this doesn't get disjointed. There was a lot of information to cover, and I'm sorry that I didn't have somebody else. I hope that you just listening to me talk for a little bit was okay. I hope that everything in your life is a lot less stressful than the cast and the crew of Don't Worry Darlings, and I'll see you next week with a regular episode. This was just a little treat because I've had a lot of people ask me what's going on, and hopefully this helps. If you are still interested and you feel like, oh, I need some more content and I need to know more about what's going on, I will probably be doing an Instagram Live. I am headed to LA this week, so um, there's a chance that I won't be as active, but there is a good chance that I will uh, if people want to hear it. 
So go ahead and follow us on Instagram at not another popcast, P-O-P-Cast, and TikTok. I've not been very active on TikTok. I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll admit it. I've been very busy the past few weeks. But if that's something that you'd like to see, please let us know on our Instagram. Um, I love you so much. We will be back with a regularly scheduled episode next week. And I really hope that you are not worrying so much, darling. I love you. Bye for now.